Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure that you like, make sure you subscribe. If you're joining me on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast at, we'll take that five-star rating. Thank you very much. Happy Friday to all of you out there and to all of you who Friday, whose Friday doesn't actually mean Friday, stay in those trenches. Your Friday's right around the corner. Um, I was I was thinking about something last night while I was watching the San Francisco 49ers and the Houston Texans play. Does it seem does it seem to anybody else that this that this year, even more than more than others, especially since they went to this new format? of 17 games and um, three preseason games. Does it almost seem as if people are too scared to play their starters? And if the answer is yes, then okay. With a quick brush across, I can understand why teams might be apprehensive, might be cautious. But at the end of the day, football is football, right? Only in the NFL do you get preseason games. Only in the NFL. Nowhere else do you get a preseason game. Not in high school, not in youth league. Well, I mean, I guess in youth league, you might get some people playing like exhibitions or whatever, but it's real football. They're not playing them with their backups or whatever, you know? So only in the NFL do you get preseason football. But then on top of the fact that they're giving you preseason football, then you have to deal with, I mean, that? Like these, these horrible games where, like, you don't see any type of production, and it's not like, it's not like you it's not like they don't have the opportunity to put a better product on the field for instance if you're going to play the twos versus other twos cool like call the game the way that you would normally call a game give the twos in practice more right Here's one of the things that I it always bugs me. You're going out here and you're asking these, these guys to make a team, right? These backups, these guys that are going to be valuable if somebody gets hurt, these guys that are going to populate your special teams. You're asking them to go out there and make this team. Hey, show me, show me why. Show me why you deserve to be on this team. Show me what, what you bring to the table, what value you bring. They ask these players to do that. But then in practice, they get like a fraction of the reps. They get a fraction of the reps. So now you're asking somebody that does not normally play in practice, that does not know and have a great understanding because 
football is a kinesthetic sport, right? You do. You get better by doing. You don't get better by just watching. You're asking these guys to go out here and make plays and be efficient and look good, but you're not setting them up for success in practice. Before any of you stop me, I've been to practice. I know what it looks like. I've seen where the square twos are getting one, maybe two, maybe three reps out of like 15. And then you want them to go out there and play the second, third, and fourth quarters of the game. Like, how is that? How is that fair? How is that setting them up for success? How is that putting a product out on a field that I, as a consumer, want to watch? Now, I'm not, don't get me confused with these people who don't like preseason football or who don't want to watch preseason football or who don't want to like, like be at training camps. No, I'm not that guy at all. I love all of this stuff. I love it all. That's not the point. My thing is, as a coach, I want to give everybody a chance to be successful. I want you to have no excuses why you were cut. If I'm a running back right now for some teams, I'm going, well, you cut me, but I never, I got one rep again, a practice during team time. I got one rep of practice. Then you threw me out here in a game with this hodgepodge piecemeal together offensive line and you expect me to have success. You expect me to have, you expect me to have success, even though you've put me in a position to fail. Um, Chris Alotican, who is a quarterback, Chris Alotican, who's a quarterback, was signed as an unrestricted free agent, rookie free agent, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers who have three other quarterbacks who are all fighting for a job on it. Chris Alotican didn't get one snap in a preseason game, got cut before the second preseason game. I can only imagine he probably got little to no snaps and reps in practice. How is that fair to him? And better, and better yet, what, what product are we putting on the field? See, I just don't want the first team guys to look good. I want the second team guys to look good. Because if something happens to the first team guy, I feel confident in what the second team guy brings to the table. Why? Because I have properly trained him to be ready. He didn't just sit on the sidelines. He didn't just sit on the sidelines. And, and shout out to Josh, um, Uncle Fooley, Uncle Fulio. I understand what you're saying. NFL teams don't care. NFL, the NFL doesn't care because the NFL is making money. Um, NFL teams, the NFL can't govern how the NFL coaches run their team. But here's the byproduct of being overly cautious. 
Don't y'all notice how many injuries we have? Did you see all of these injuries before? Like how many people are getting these soft tissue injuries? Because that's what a lot of them are. A lot of soft tissue injuries, a few blown ligaments coming from coming from places where there's no work. College football has about three weeks, and then they go play a football game. The NFL has a month and a half. And then they and then they go and play a real football game where they actually put their starters in. They have three preseason games now, and then they get a week off. So within that time, and I said this before on another on the other podcast, these reps that people are trying to say are are the same as game reps, they're not game reps. They don't feel the same. They don't come with the same level of intensity. They don't. So if you're being so cautious that you blend over into scared, that's when you get in. That's when you get injuries. I remember being a kid and people telling me, hey, man, stop running scared. If you run scared, if you run scared, if you run like you're scared, that's when you hurt yourself. When you run hard, you don't get hurt because you're bringing force to force, blah, 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 blah. We've all heard it before if we've been involved with sports. The, a lot of the people who may have never been involved in football as far as like coaching it, playing it, they don't know that thought process. They don't understand that, hey, you got to get hit. You got to get hit. You got to be comfortable with being hit and hitting people in order to avoid injury. One of the reasons why people were able to avoid certain injuries is because they understood how to get hit. They had been hit, and now they understood how to get hit in order to keep themselves from getting injured. Why do you think think that the low throw across the middle had become so popular? It's because quarterbacks realized, hey, if I throw this high, I'm going to get my wide receiver killed. I'm going to get my wide receiver. So the quarterbacks learn to throw the ball in areas where the wide receiver would not get hit hard. When running backs get hit, usually They try not to take direct hits. They glance off to the left and to the right so that you get part of the body, not all of the body. When quarterbacks get hit on sacks, they don't fight against the sack. They roll with the sack. Why? Because they learn how to get hit. But all of this caution that we've put into position could be doing more harm than good. And I say could because I don't I'm not I'm not looking at the stats. I don't know if there's more soft tissue injuries now than there were before, but it sure does seem like it. I don't know if there's more ACL tears and 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 Achilles blown now than there were before, but it sure does feel like it. If there's not more now, 
If there's not more now, then I don't know when. And again, for all of you out there, because I never like to complain about something without giving a solution. So here you go, Josh, and everybody else out there. Here's the solution. Play the game, right? Play the game. And if you don't want the starters playing in that game that week, then give the starters less reps that week in practice. Give the guys that you actually want to see in the game, that you want to evaluate, give those guys more reps. How about half the reps? How about three quarters of the reps? And then have a period, a polish up period for your starters where they go in that they need to run on air or, or without tackling to keep them safe, to keep them healthy. If that's what you really want to do, but give these backups a better opportunity to show you what they can do if they were actually trained and coached at the same level, if they were given the same opportunities to get better in practice as the starters have. If you say, if you say to me that you think practice and full speed reps in practice is as good as the full speed reps in games, okay, I'll believe you then how are you expecting these backups to go out there and perform without giving them the same level of full speed reps as you're giving the starters? It's impossible. Starters come in one series. They look phenomenal. They all go out. The backups come in. It gets sloppy as hell. Then they have the audacity to be upset at the backups. Dude, you gave me no reps. I'm supposed to come into this game. I'm supposed to come in without reps, without having seen any live bullets and just automatically be go. That's not how it works, my guy. Notice I don't say anything about the regular season. Why? Because the starters play most of the game in the regular season. So they're getting all the reps. Yes, they play most of the game. But if you're going to, if you're going to really have a true competition and you really want to see what these guys do, give them the opportunity to prepare the same way that you give the opportunity to the starters to prepare. And if you're telling me that practice reps are just as good as playing in the game, then give them those practice reps outside of the reps that you give to the second teamers to get them ready. Why is it in an NFL game, in an NFL practice, we can't have Two, two huddles going at the same time. Two offenses going at the same time. Why can't we not, in an NFL game, have the twos versus the twos down here and the ones versus the ones down here? And now we can get them all the same amount of reps. Run the exact same play. You got coaches in the middle. Exact same play. They run a play. They run a play. They run a play. They run a play. I've done it in high school. I've done it in college. You can't do it in the NFL. Got to be careful because we are now starting to skirt with that line between being cautious 
and wanting to preserve our bodies and preserve our, our, our players for the game to being scared. And you're seeing the difference in the product on the field because starters are not out there because they're dealing with boo-boos or serious injuries all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. You do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, Spotify, five stars. Until Monday, peace.